welcome to Spoiler Alert, a weekly talk radio show for TV and movie lovers. I'm your lady host, Sonia Stanger, and this week we're taking things frame by frame and talking about one of the most precise and painstaking ways to make a movie, stop motion. We're diving into the uncanny world of clay figurines, puppets, and cutouts, but I can't do it alone. I'm joined by Jewel Thief Chicken, who looks suspiciously like a penguin with a rubber glove on his head, Sean Dunham, and King of the Box Trolls, Jeremy Legui. Hi, boys. What's up? Hey. Just for the record, we did record this episode one second a day over the past 382 days. (laughs) It was so long, it took hours. Yeah. Hours and hours. Yeah. Um... As always, a spoiler spoiler alert is in full effect. You just might find out that if you've got a heart, then Gumby's a part of you. With that, Mm. let's dive right in. Boys, I don't want Gumby to be a part of me. (laughs) You don't want Gumby to be part of you? I prefer Eddie Murphy's Gumby, but uh, that's a different show. Um, Do you remember what the first stop motion project you saw was? And if so, what was it? Um, I think probably it was the Rudolph, like the Christmas mm. Rudolph movie that yeah. I don't know if we've talked about this before, but is very, well, this is going to come up with a lot of these films, but it's very eerie and, you know, just the way they sort of jerk towards you and away, like each character. <laughs> and also in that one, the full Island of Broken Toys, like, yeah. you know, sort of leper colony of toys is so just like all of it's a little disturbing yeah yeah i, th- uh, I, I think I, that must I, be the first one that i saw. i think i think i might be similar because uh, I, I i can think of the odd thing here and there but i mean i was watching that rudolph when was that thing made does anyone know I think like 1802 or <laughs> I'll check. so it's pretty likely that that was the first thing i saw um either that because there's also um Oh, what's his name? There's a Frosty the Snowman one, isn't yeah. there? There's, there's a cartoon that, that plays more now, but um, I think there was a Frosty one as well, and just those general sort of Do you things. know, I just thought of Pingu. Do you guys know Pingu? Oh, oh yeah. 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 I think maybe that could also be up there. Yeah. Neat, neat. Yeah. <laughs> Very neat, neat. <laughs> Extremely I neat, love neat. Pingu. You know what? <laughs> I don't know how I didn't even watch any Pingu this week. We have to cancel oh, the real? show. We no, gotta we go. gotta start. start we gotta. Again. So I'll see you guys later. <laughs> we'll come back. Um, yeah. Uh, sorry, Rudolph came out in 1964. Jerry, I just looked it up. Yeah. So I, I probably watched that before I even knew what TV was. Yeah. Like that's a that's a two year old watch. Like, oh, just let him watch this thing. Um, and uh, yeah, that's become a, a a seasonal staple for me. Same. Uh, I don't know about you guys. Yeah, I love the abominable prob- that's snowman. Probably the first. I love yeah. the elf who wants to be a dentist. Oh, I love yeah, that wow. crazy gold miner. Yeah, that no, gold it's just digger. Crazy. <laughs> that gold digger. And, and it's it's also like this. I think this is a bit different than what you were talking about, Sean. But it is kind of terrifying the way the journey gets kind of pretty serious at a few points. Where like you know, as an adult, you're like they could easily die here. This <laughs> yeah. is not safe. This is like mortal this, peril. If, if, if they lean too far in any direction on that iceberg, they're done. Like, there's no... Oh. There's nothing. An iceberg doesn't care. It'll kill you. Oh, yeah. And we all know that it's mostly underneath anyway, so I don't know what's supporting that weight in any way, shape, or form, but <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Um, but that's probably the first exposure. Yeah. The first major. And I would say the second one was... Um, I. Th- I think Wallace and Gromit was out, but I think it was Chicken Run hit the scene, mm. and uh, everyone was like, "Look at you know, like it was like the first. I don't. Chicken well, Run I, really I, blew the lid off the whole. I animation. agree. <laughs> yeah, but that was because Nightmare Ooh, had come coup. out, right? Yeah. yeah. But I guess and, I uh, never really considered it claymation, just because it seems so fiber arty in a way. But I, I guess think so. In Night- retrospect, yes. We're talking about Nightmare yeah. before Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I yeah, agree. Just, it is a it is a stop motion, uh, thing. Cl- claymation. It's claymation. Yeah. 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 But it does. You're uh, right. There, that texture is a big part of it. Um, mm-hmm. For me, I don't know whether it was Rudolph, Gumby, or um, Wallace and Gromit because all of those I feel like were major staples in in my childhood home. Were you guys not Gumby children? I literally didn't know there was a Gumby movie. 
Uh, I, I, I've, I've watched Gumby. Uh, it wasn't my favorite. There was another show called Bump in the Night. Yeah. And I wonder if you guys. Uh, nope. Anyway, it was about it was about um, Bumpy, who was this monster who lived under this bed, and he ate socks. Bumpy. Yeah, Bumpy. <laughs> I think his name was Bumpy. And then he had a friend who lived in a toilet named Lord Squishington. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was going to be Lumpy. I didn't expect no, him to no, have no. a. And to uh, be a it's really lord. great because he's like he's like kind of this like posh, clean kind of dude. And when you go into the toilet in the tank, there's like this like. I'm not going to call it a palace, but it's very fancy. It's like this very... Um, like a man, yeah, Like a, a whiz palace? Uh, <laughs> kind of, but more like the... Um, what does Superman have? The Fortress of Solitude? That's kind of what it... I'll see if I can find a picture. Um, but uh, it was it was this really fun claymation show, and Bumpy would like just like pound these socks into his mouth. And it was all clay, right? Oh. So he's just like... <laughs> Why? And, uh, because he only eats dirty socks. He's a monster that lives under the bed. He's dirty socks. Uh, yeah, no, it's great. It was, I would like uh, to see his nutrition show. triangle. It seems like there's only, <laughs> only one thing going in. Too yeah. much wool. And, and Bumpy, here, I, I'm gonna. I know it's the radio, but I'm gonna show you guys this picture. Um, uh, he's kind of gross. So there's Bump, Bumpy. There, I don't know if you oh, can see him. Oh, he's so cute. Yeah, he's that. He's that green guy. And then that's. Oh, he's kind of sassy. Is, oh, he looks this, like those. Um, this is evoking something for me. I maybe. Was this on yeah. CBC or something? Yeah, yeah. And they made it in English and in French because I think it was a Canadian thing. Um, but uh, He looks like see, those bump- little rubber monsters that you put on your fingers and they like... Yeah. Sort of yes. Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah. So this is the toilet that Lord Squish... That's Lord Squishington that he lived in. <laughs> he's um, just blue. He's. I think he's water. I think he's, that's his whole... Because sometimes he's he just wearing, flies I just, right out. He's wearing a disguise. That's not his real nose. <laughs> oh, this is funny. Ew, uh, and now we're just into potty training tips. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we scrolled down too far. I think that's probably part of my search history, you guys. Um. <laughs> Painful urination is what it is. Bladder Get us out of here. <laughs> um, but uh, my whole turn. family loved this show. And I think there's only like two seasons of it. It's very sort of... Uh, Canadian made in the in the fact that everything is sort of about different parts of it and uh, you know it's kind of these weird crazy stories but uh, I wonder if I could find a gif of him eating uh, socks I'll see if I can find it because it's the best um okay I don't even know where to go from there (laughs) we gotta leave Bumpy behind what what did you guys watch this week I watched Coraline which oh. I've never seen before. What do you think? It was good. It is obviously, for some reason, claymation and stop motion. Everything is very dark and kind of spooky. Yeah, spooky. let's go. Let's go there then. We're here, so let's go here. <laughs> um, so, like the main character, yeah. she basically her her parents don't really pay much attention to her. She finds a secret door where she finds doppelgangers of her parents, uh, except that they pay attention to her and love her, um, and they have buttons for eyes. And then she eventually, the worlds start blurring, and she finds out that that world is kind of dark, and she has to try to get back. And there's just, like, bizarro versions of all these people that she knows in the real world, like these burlesque, retired burlesque neighbors that she has, who have just, like, jutting boobs from cannons like and just like and like everyone is so just sort of grotesque and yeah. frightening <laughs> yeah i think that's like a common theme that i've noticed about especially claymation is just like I, the grotesque and the uncanny is everywhere but i i think also that like because i don't know that that is there in wallace and gromit as much and i do wonder if it's sort of the tim burton effect because he sort of he sort of touched it and like you know like I can see influence in all of these really like Coraline's a great example of like like clearly those guys either had worked on Nightmare or were just super inspired by mm. that work yeah well and, Nightmare uh, was like those are pretty revolutionary visuals I think yeah and but they, I think I think that's people are like chasing that dragon yeah I I think the other side of that very popular coin is the thing that we've already mentioned which is the British claymation. Yeah. And, like, I don't know why tea looks so good as clay. <laughs> oh, But delicious. it just does. 
it just works. Jeez. You know, like, but uh, I feel like many things sort of fall into either of those camps. Yeah, right? it's like, like it's, it's either, either like, cutesy or creepy. It's either yeah. Wallace and Gromit or Nightmare Before Christmas. That's it. Those are the Pretty only much. two. Yeah, those are the only two. And I would say that for more, because Coraline's stop motion, not claymation, right? Those are puppets. I, th- uh, think? I think. I think so. Um, I think it's claymation. Is it? I cannot remember. I feel like I saw but, it in lists this week, but I can be wrong. Uh, it certainly could be. But um, something I watched this week, which sort of, again, breaks what we've been talking about, is uh, I did watch Fantastic Mr. Fox. Me too. Um, which is oh, the I Wes Anderson. To, meant to watch that. Um, it's 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 really beautiful, and they did things in such a scale that like, because I think the actual puppets are like a foot or a foot and a half tall. Like that's the scale of everything. So they got all that detail in. Uh, I I'm always captivated by the fur yeah. in that movie because yeah. it doesn't look like anything real or logical or anything. But, but it also uh, doesn't look like clay. It always comes no, back to fur technology with you. Too. Yeah, I don't think those guys are those guys aren't clay though. That's real hair, I think. Let me look. I'm pretty it. sure. Yeah, I don't think there's any. I think they built those little those little dudes. But um, I've always loved Fantastic Mr. Fox since I read it in grade three, and uh, I love how like it just gets out of hand by the end of the book. Like it's ridiculous, right? Like it goes way too far. I don't know if you guys have read Fantastic Mr. Fox as well. No, but it's real doll, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's just a sort of crazy thing that kind of maybe shouldn't work, but works really well. And who knows why they decided to animate it? Like, I don't know what the law, I don't know where the decision there is, but it was clearly the right choice. That's all I have to say. Uh, and it being a Wes Anderson, of course, is just the best. And, uh, every time he gives that, that fist raise to that wolf, I, it just touches me in some way. And I don't know why. <laughs> From the moment I first saw it, I was like, "Yeah, that's right. They're, you know, two of a two of a kind." <laughs> Sorry, I got really distracted reading about it. It's what, like, what? it's like it's it is claymation, but it's claymation with stuff on top, basically. Oh, okay, fair enough. But yeah, like I think high all tech. These, yeah, and I think all these people have like will use whatever they can, like armatures with clay yeah. and whatever they need to make it work. Uh, Coraline has a lot of popcorn for the flowers and stuff. Oh, yeah. Painted. Ooh, that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, I also was researching Paranorman, which uh, I didn't watch this week, but I have seen before. And in that one, they used, the first film, they used uh, 3D printing all of the masks and the faces. Oh, cool. Instead of clay, which obviously would make a ton more sense and save so much money. <laughs> Well, and just is, like, so much more precise. Yeah. Mm. Um, Because I think that's one of the things... So, like, this is a question I have. It's just, like, what makes this format special? Like, why is it so amazing? Literally, the idea of creating one minute of film for a week of filming is the most, like insane thing I can think of. Like I would pull my, my I'd be completely bald. My hair would be pulled out. <laughs> um, I, I think that, uh, well, and I'll get into this. I have a bit of a side an aside here that fits well here. Um, I think there's something like, I'm obviously a huge fan of animation of which this is a form of, but I think by doing it real, like with real light and real physical things that we understand and can, can deal with kind of gives it that extra bit of depth, especially when you have people who are like really good at making things that are supposed to be really big, half as big as they should be and putting them somewhere to make them look heatly super massive or something. You know, there's just so many tricks that make it so appealing and look so real. Isn't the word, but I don't know, real or something, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I do have to, to insert this here. Um, so wife, wife of the show, oh, uh, who I am married to and live with, has a long standing line. Um, I'm not allowed to watch these things with her. She hates them. Interesting. Yeah, oh, my God. Any, any, any stop motion, anything. Uh, to the point, at one time, I was doing something for school, and she said, this is dumb, and then wrecked it because I was trying to make a stop motion for a thing and she was like no this don't don't be this guy and i was like i have to do this for a class sabotage um, oh wow 
It We're going to have to have thing. Ellen on so she can defend herself. It was a it was a salt and pepper shaker that will never come back. Oh, um, she shook it. Whew, yeah. I lost I lost moments of work that day, you guys. Wow. Moments. Um, but uh, yeah, El- well, Ellen does not engage with any of this content at all. And her n- single reason being is that it looks weird to her. It like she her can't out. stand No, it's not creepy. She's just like it looks wrong. And it's not unsettling. It's simply they screwed this up. Interesting. This cartoon is broken. I think is that this cartoon is broken. This cartoon is broken. I like that. Um, But yeah, I think I think for me, it's kind of like two sides of the same coin. Like why I find it a bit creepy and unsettling, and why I think it's amazing. Which is that thing you were talking about, Jer? How it just is. It by definition kind of emphasizes like texture and physicality and like it captures the light like you were saying you know like things are actually being Mm -hmm. hit by light and so like movement and everything like it just kind of emphasizes that and so I think that's really amazing like just looking at the textures of things like you were saying in Fantastic Mr. Fox or like I don't know even even Wallace and Gromit where it's a lot more um you know like lo-fi in a way Mm -hmm. yeah but it's still the like you just want to like touch everything or like I don't know. It's so so tactile mm. in an interesting way. D- sorry, did we fig- finish what we were talking about in terms of ha- what we watched this week? I feel like I, I jumped no ship. No, I, I watched some other stuff, but we can we can just keep flowing. Yeah, okay. we'll, we'll bring it up. We'll bring there it. was yeah. nothing else that anyone needed. To- okay, <laughs> I just was like, I don't know. I just transitioned us so fast. Um, <laughs> what's your favorite stop motion movie? If you have one, I wonder. I think I'm probably torn between Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, but also, I watched Chicken Run thousands of times when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. It's Same. very, uh, it's very funny. It's actually like I watched some clips this week, and some of the one-liners are so good. Like I love when they're pedaling, like they're escaping, and the one sort of dumb chicken is like, "What does that mean?" And the other one's like, it means pedal your flipping giblets off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's so many. I, like, I remember just quoting that movie endlessly as a child. Yeah. Or like the, um, the Scottish one. It holds one, up, honestly. Yeah. The Scottish yeah. chicken. Love her. Uh, I, what's, what's the name of the rooster again? Rocky. Rocky yeah. Rhodes. Uh, for whatever reason, and I think it sort of goes back to the, the Kermit the Frog riding the bike. When he's riding his tricycle in that English countryside... Like, it's just like, like, you know, like, I, I know how they do it. It's not that hard. It's not that different from anything else they're doing. But it just looks so like, that's how a rooster would ride a tricycle. Like, yeah, yep, you're like, that it, is that's exactly what, it, what that would look yeah, like. That's what it is. But, yeah, that's exactly how that would go. Also, and, just uh, the body shape difference between the rooster and the chickens. Yeah. Uh, the chickens just have these huge thighs and butts. The chickens are like, thick. <laughs> the chickens are extremely <laughs> thick. The one yeah. with the weird blue like uh, plumage, she is like, she's got the fattest little dumper. And <laughs> she is so funny, too. I love her a lot. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that the dumb one? That's the dumb one, yeah. Okay, well, so interesting. Boop, 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 boop. Chicken Run update. Oh, there's a, a sequel news coming. Newsflash, there's a sequel. Um, I cannot wait to see Mel Gibson back awesome. on the big screen, Sonia. Well, sad news <laughs> for you on that front, Sean. Oh. I don't know if you've heard, but Mel Gibson's said and done some things. So mm-hmm. he shan't be reprising his role as Rocky. Because but... he's taking away roles from other from chick- real chickens? Yes, exactly. It's chicken <laughs> representation. It's an important issue. Um, yeah. But some actually recent controversy slash news um i'm just going to read this to you directly from wikipedia on 10 july 2020 don't know someone british must have written that uh ginger voice actress julia sawala made a statement revealing ardman's intention to recast her character stating that she is now considered to sound too old and commented i have officially been plucked stuffed and roasted the decision was met with widespread criticism, with fun- some finding the decision ageist. I've... Well, it's... I mean, if it's two days after, it could be a problem. Who but, knows? like, how much older could she sound? Does she have a quavery, like, old yeah, lady she voice like, now? I'm a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's pretty good. Yeah, like, that kind of sounds like a chicken, so... 
Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I guess they are making it. Um, yeah. Which is exciting. I'm interested to see what that'll be like. Yeah, I'm just looking at the IMDb, and it's not. I, there's not a lot here to go no. off of. Not much has happened. I, yeah, but it's coming. I wonder. Hmm. Well, I mean, it's going to be Selena Gomez will play the new Yeah, it'll be 12 chicken. years from now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or like some pop star, some teen star we don't even know by now. You know? Yeah. Because it's oh, going to yeah, take so long to make. It, it does take place right after the... And they're just... Oh, my God. They're trying to save all the chickens is what it is. In the oh, world. Just, in the world? I, maybe, yeah. That sounds good. Well, the mainland, uh, the whole chicken kind faces a new threat. Okay, so it could be something else. But still... Chicken Run 2. I'm into wow, it. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, I'd like to see that. Um, is there Are there any other faves we want to talk about? Um, uh, so, I watched Wallace and Gromit, The Curse of the Were-Rabbit this week. Mm. And I have never seen it before. It is very sweet. Um, and it is like, yeah, old school British like, very sort of silly. Um, and also, the character of Gromit, who is the dog, who does not speak, mm-hmm. I think it really helps him because, for me, the creepiest part of all of these are the mouths. Because they're so grotesque and slimy, and, like, the lips are just these tuby sausages. The, <laughs> the teeth are huge, and there's only, like, four of them. And so the mouths always make me freaked out. But Gromit just doesn't have a mouth, and he just does all his communication with his, like, little eyebrows and eyes, and he ma- it makes him the least creepy. Uh, it also gives him a huge sort of air of, he's very solemn, a very sad sort of character, but, um, yeah, I think that that really helps his character to not appear so frightening. Like, Lady Toddington is... A fright. A real fright. <laughs> um, um, also, this I, film won an Oscar for Best Animated Feature. Oh, yeah. Of which yeah, I did that, not know. I think I've only seen it year. once. I need to I need to rewatch that one. I rewatched all the classic Rom- Wallace and Gromits this week and just, like, enjoyed myself immensely. Um, but, it's yeah, I think, I think Gromit's, like, the perfect straight man. He is. Oh, 100%. Um, Ray Fiennes is the villain, and he's so incredible. He's that like, checks out. He's, like, just the classic sort of apple body, little skinny legs, and then he's got this, like, toupee, and he's, like, running around shooting things, and just a blustery little villain. I, I liked, I enjoyed this film. It was fun. Um, I watched, uh, well, this is, I, I think, I never actually answered your question, Sonia. I think, I'm not going to say it's my favorite, but one of my top five is The Wrong Trousers. Mm. Um, and subsequent watches of it, I think... I think what gets me is sort of the Britishness of it all, but also the, like, when he is trapped and cannot control himself, it gets, it kills me every it's single so time. It's so funny. And, uh, you know, like, it's it's kind of a terrifying sort of place to be in, but it, it very much reminds me of, like, like, an amped up Mr. Bean situation. Yeah. And I think that's what, I think that's what does it for me. Uh, and Wallace is just kind of a loser, so. So, you know, we all enjoy watching him sort of deal with life. Yeah, but he's such a sweet, he's so sweet. He's sweet and simple. And one of the things that I loved the most as a kid was just like all of his automated contraptions. Yeah. Like how good would it be to have just like a little shoot that just shoots you down to breakfast and like. It just, it has to work. It has to work though. Yeah. And if you get a penguin in there who's got bad intentions, he's going to mess your whole system. Oh, he'll newt newt everything. (laughs) Newt newt indeed. Um, Yeah. I, okay. When was the last time you guys watched James and the Giant Peach? Oh, it's been a minute, but I saw this in theater and I was frightened. Yeah. I, uh, it scared me. I rewatched it yesterday. Scared the, the pants sky off rhino. Me. The oh sky rhino is so scary. The ants are so like the aunts, the aunties. Oh, the aunts are so scary. Um, it's like half claymation, but um, the yeah, sky it's another one of those roll, roll dolls that's just yeah. so spooky. Yes. Oh man, I I really I did forget about this. Um, there was there was a lot of flack when this came out, and it was big. It was big. But uh, I uh, I have a sibling. His name is also James. Mm. 
and uh, he was not a fan because he was teased relentlessly, oh. uh, you know, for for that month or whatever it was. Because they're and like, "Where's like, your big peach?" <laughs> <laughs> I think they just. I think it was worse. I think it was just like, "Hey, James and the giant peach," and like that was it. Like, thank that was goodness the, emojis the... didn't exist yet. Oh yeah, they'd be like, I "You mean... got that big fat butt." <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm uh, talking a lot about was... butts this episode. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I uh, I watched it in school, I think, maybe once or twice, um, but uh, it was banned from my house. It was not allowed to be. Well, just because wow. it was such a trigger? Yeah, yeah. No, he, well, he was just like, I don't want to deal with this. And I was like, that's, you know, I'm not dying to see James of the Giant Peach. But, but the uh, texture of that so juicy cool. peach? Oh, my God. Yeah. It's alternately so delicious looking and so disgusting. Yeah. Yes. At some point, doesn't he, like, stick two hands into it? Yeah. And it's just like this. And yeah, and there's, this whole, there's a whole song where they're, like, eating the peach, and they're just, like, they just have these huge globules, and they're, like, swimming in it, and you're, like, oh, my God, it would be so sticky. It's just too much. It's too But much. they're, like, yeah, in no, ecstasy, crazy. and the yeah. sound is so slow. The sound. Ooh, I can't. Cool. I cannot begin with the sound. And you know what? With that, <laughs> we need to take a break. <laughs> so we're going to take a quick nip to the moon for some cheese while you hear a word from our sponsors. We'll be right back with more spoiler alert here on 91.3 FM CJTR Regina Community Radio tuned into the community. Welcome back to Spoiler Alert. We will get back to talking more stop motion in just a minute here. But first, um, do you guys know what time it is? Just let me uh, pull out my my uh, completely uh, uh, claymation stopwatch to tell you that it's game time. Nice. Well done. Uh, for those who don't know, or if you're just tuning in, the game is where I spend literally moments this week picking out a film that these two have not seen. I tell them the title. They tell me what they think it's about. I tell them what it's really about. We all have a good laugh. Are you guys ready to play the game? Yes. I think I am. Uh, I'd also like to just review the scores right now, because I believe the scores are half a point have for you, Sonya, half a point for Sean. Have you episode to find no, out? No, I haven't. But okay. uh, at, at some point I noted it down, and I think I, I don't think I had awarded uh, scores from there. Um, but I believe you each have half a point. Wow. What about James and his giant point? Uh, <laughs> he, has one, he has one point. He has one point. Yeah, that's... <laughs> he does. James. He does have one point. And you guys should stop letting him play until you get a lead. Uh, this week's title is Gumbasia. That title, again, we think is Gumbasia. Can we get a spelling for the listener? Gumbasia. G-U-M-B-A-S-I-A. I'm currently Gumbasia. on medication for Gumbasia. Yeah. <laughs> Are you one of 12 people in the United States who suffers from Gumbasia? <laughs> you might have a case. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, who wants to go first? I can. I... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um... Oh, my heart really wants me to say that it's just about Gumby's Asian cousin, but I feel like that's a real cop out <laughs> and also possibly offensive. Um, oh, just a tad. Uh, I mean, it is offensive. So um, I think that this is about a claymation wizard who isn't paying attention. And he, oh, sorry, this wizard is um, known the world over for his famous gumbo, his magical gumbo. Oh. Um, and then his apprentice um, gets a little, a little, uh, you know, overzealous while the wizard is away and accidentally brings everything in the wizard's um, workshop to life. You know, maybe some brooms, maybe some mops. Um, yeah. not unlike perhaps a small film you've all seen called Fantasia. Um, yeah. and then, you know, it's just like a, it's, it's set to orchestral music and it's just a like uh, stop motion mm -hmm. wonderland, mostly focused around gumbo. Okay. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Sean. Sean. Um, so I believe it's about a, a child who, um, it's a live action film, but he, when he watches a certain videotape that he's gifted of Gumby, he begins to suffer from Gumbasia, where he <laughs> his body is turned into claymation, and he's his he has suddenly a high voice, and he's very stretchy, and he suffers from this for um, a length of time until he can get back into the normal world, and so it's 
it's very it's also quite eerie it it turns everyone else around him into a state of gombeja as well and Oof. uh so he's just trying to to figure out how to get out of this horrifying state wow okay. all right thank, thank you harrowing. both it's uh, thank hard. you both thank you both very much um it may just be because i brought it up i don't know the world the universe works in mysterious ways. Uh, Sean, as usual, uh, you are not close in any oh. way, shape, or form. Okay. Sonya, that's a half a point. <gasps> what? This is, this is <laughs> fakery. This is, uh, this is, so, uh, Gumbage is a three minute and ten second short film. It's on Wikipedia. You can watch the whole thing. On um, Wikipedia? You can watch a film? Yeah, it's, it's, you just, there's a play button right there. Um, so it's, it was made in 1955 and it was the first clay animation, sort of, is the first, uh, movie. Uh, it's by a gentleman named Art Clokey, uh, who went on to do the voice of uh, Gumby's yeah. sidekick Pokey. Yes. Um, anyway, it's a very formalistic sort of thing. There's three colors of clay that turn into all these different shapes. But uh, allow me to read a specific thing from the production notes here. The film was a surreal short of pulsating shapes and lumps of clay set to jazz music in an homage of Walt Disney's Fantasia. So Sonya has one full point for the game. Well done. I was about to make fun of myself for how what I always do is just take the title and free associate. (laughs) But now I'm glad. Here you are. Here you are. Uh, The game is, of course, the game and all of its points are brought to you by uh, the biggest theater in town, standing at over 360,000 Gumby's tall. (laughs) Well, what state are the Gumby's in? <laughs> They're lying down. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Why are they always lying on top of each other like that? I, I don't know. I don't. That's just what they do. That's just what they do. Um, the game is, of course, brought to you by the biggest theater in town, the Gramer IMAX Theater at the Saskatchewan Science Center. Uh, hopefully, someday, we'll be back there, and this thing doesn't get worse again, but it kind of looks like it's going to, so everyone hold on. But... Um, we're 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 miss you and uh we're we're gonna we're gonna come back we're gonna come back we'll be back yes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay let's get back to stop motion yeah um how much of a film do you think needs to be stop motion or like use some of those techniques for it to be considered a stop motion or claymation movie rather than just one that makes use of practical effects. And then, just because I like to make things complicated and meta, does that question yep. even matter? Wow. I'm not going to uh, lie, I'll... I did ask this question with Jeremy in mind just a little bit. Yeah, I'll go first. Like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Knowing how he feels about categorization and genre. Yeah. Uh, I'll go first uh, and 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 backwards. So the Love answer to your question is no. Uh, Agreed. <laughs> And the, and the second part is, uh, I I think, um, you know, like, you look at Return of the Jedi, just to pull an, uh, a, a movie out of the just, air. you know, any movie yeah. that you might yeah. know. You know, uh, it's just to what, whatever. But, um, you know, excellent use of really strong claymation animation work for the Rancor that, get, that Luke fights. Um, when you watch it now, you kind of realize that they never actually like it's just mark hamill reacting to nothing and then this this little cartoon like that's all it really is yeah um but it works and it works really well and uh i think that the like all things artistic i think everything sort of has a original intention and then people sort of move it to its logical endpoint, which is oh we have a way to animate skeletons in this movie and then some guys like you could make a whole movie of just this technique, and here we are, you know. So uh, I I think that's what's up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think it really matters. I just wanted to know if you did really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I I just care more about uh, like people saying they're going to see the live action Lion mm. King, and I really need them to think about what they well, just said. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Whoops. Okay, Sean. Right. Dragon Sean. Lion King back into it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Sean, do you have any grousing to add to that, or <laughs> I have no grouses. I have, uh, <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, no. I well, it is a good question of how much w- would you add before the category it categorizes into a stop motion. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, nobody's saying like my favorite stop motion film is Star Wars. Right. But, yeah. Um. But yeah, it is tough because even the one I just made up, where it's live action, but then 
maybe half of it is a claymation. Uh, I feel like I would say that's a claymation film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, James the Giant Peach. Yeah, that's what I was right? thinking of. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot that it started off normie. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, th- I think barely any of it is, and I think it's you know it's cleverly used as a way to sort of you know show this otherworldly something, right? Yeah. The and even powers. in what, yeah, but even in what you described, Sean, like that's the you know to to live your life and you know have something weird happen is one thing. But to literally be made out of clay and be aware of that is terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's well, full and... your car situation from last week. Yeah. <laughs> like when yeah. you start thinking about what you are. Don't then, don't remind me about it'll it. It'll drive you crazy. It will. <laughs> oh. Um, I think it also can make for really interesting juxtaposition because that yeah, that transition from the live action to the claymation, like it just it makes you it makes you think about also the way things are made in the clay in their clay form or in their you know stop motion form that in and a kind of interesting way there is a moment in james and the giant peach where he's crawling in silhouette yeah and he turns into claymation and it just makes his head gigantic are we saying like are we just saying claymation just makes your head huge yeah are we all okay with what just happened to this young boy <laughs> this young man because <laughs> i am not this encephalitis that we saw he could be toppled. He could be easily toppled. He's okay? now much more top-heavy. <laughs> and it's unsafe. Oh, man. I feel like the majority of stop-motion films that I know of are have a, a kid audience. But are there any for adults, specifically for adults, that you're fond of? Not, like, specifically uh, for adults. <laughs> not, like, not, like, with a... Ooh, you know, <laughs> X-rated claymation. You know yeah. what I'm saying. Um, have you guys heard of? I haven't been able to watch it. I wanted to, but I didn't. I couldn't find it. Uh, have you heard of Helen Back? No. Is that a woman's name? No, Hel- but that would Beck. be a <laughs> Helen Back. No, that would be great. Um, it's a. Uh, is this from? Tw- it's from 2015. It's it's like an hour and a half long. Um, it did not do well in the box office. It just has 150 thousand dollars. So I assume that Ooh. they they lost money there. But it's about these two guys who go to hell and Bob Odenkirk plays the devil, uh, Nick Swartzen and uh, TJ Miller are the leads and Mila Kunis is also does a voice for this and um, they work at a carnival and they meet the devil. Like, it's just this crazy weird um, totally not a kids movie uh, that's 100% I think it's puppets. It could be claymation I'm not sure but um, it just looks crazy and super sort of um, uh, oh man, Team America style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah, like a robot chicken sort of. Oh, I guess uh, that would count. Situation. Yeah. Oh, abs- Yeah, not robot chicken. More just like a very adult premise presented in a way that's normally for children. But um, it looks intriguing, and you should probably check it out because there's a ton of comedians in it. A ton of them. Hmm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, it's it's crazy. Sean, do you have any? Not off the top of my head. Mm. Although, like, yeah, as I guess we said, like, some of these children's films are, like, kind of, I guess they're for a, I don't know, a dark child? Like, yeah. <laughs> a dark child. Uh, I think Nightmare Before Christmas is probably, like, a questionable. Like, I've been around, like, a 10-year-old who's watching that, and it's like, is this... Like, this boogeyman is terrifying. Oh is this my God. okay? The oogie like, boogeyman is so scary. Like, he's literally, like, holding a person hostage here. Yeah, he. that movie is really scary. I don't think yeah. I liked it as a kid. I did not watch it that much as a kid, and I think it's probably because I found it deeply terrifying. Yeah, he's like a sentient bag of maggots. Yeah. Yeah, Oof. like, it's crazy. Yeah. He does get the best musical number, I would argue, but... I think so. I, I think that's um, correct. Or does Catherine O'Hara as Sally get the best one? I mean, fair. Or, okay, the thing that blew my mind yesterday to oh, the yeah. point that it made Jeremy ask if I was on drugs. <laughs> 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 I never knew this, but the voice of Jack Skellington is the same actor who plays Prince Humperdinck in Princess Diaries. And I, I don't was... know why, just the incongruousness of that really broke my brain. You know? uh, you'll take a check. He will. He did a pretty good yeah. job. Yeah, no, I just, uh, I think I probably saw them in the reverse order. That's funny. I yeah, mean, maybe I, I did too, but I, really, I just didn't know. I really like that Catherine O'Hara number because she's like, 
she's not she's a good singer but she's not a great singer yeah and it's like but it's so sad and like pitchy and it's just like extremely sally and then i've heard there's a few other covers by like the regular suspects like i think fiona apple does one and amy lee Mm -hmm. does one and it just like really loses it because they're such strong singers that you're like this the the delicateness of the song is is Mm. shock is weird when amy lee is doing that checks out um, there's this really great movie from Australia from 2009 called Mary and Max. Have you guys ever heard oh, yeah. of this? Yeah, it's I've heard a Mad it. Max like <laughs> yep. spin-off. No. That's exactly correct. Yes, yep. it, yes. Um, yeah. no, it's it's uh, the two lead voices are Philip Seymour Hoffman and Tony Collette, and it's about this little Australian girl and this grouchy old uh, New York uh, Jewish man with Aspergers. Uh, named Max who become pen pals and become each other's like only friends and it's like over the course of their um, pen palship and it's so sweet and it's like I don't think there's anything in it that necessarily like isn't for kids but it's like I would say specifically Mm -hmm. for adult audiences and it's so oh it's so so good I rewatched some clips of it and it like made me cry just watching clips Um, nice so yeah if anyone wants to check that out they totally should um is there anything else about claymation or stop motion that we need to say that we haven't said? No, I think uh, I think we've exhausted my list. Everyone, go check out the opening theme to Bump in the Night, though, uh, which I'm going to make these two watch after the show. Yeah, I was just going to say I will be doing that immediately yeah. following the show. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go eat a bunch of socks. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, well, with that, then I think it's time for us to transition into a little segment we like to call. What you watching? So, boys, what have you been watching? What you been watching? Well, uh, I, I'm going to jump in here because I, I, w- I would I would like to I would like to bring up uh, two things that I found equally disturbing uh, uh, that I watched. Uh, so the first uh, was a, a movie that I watched kind of not knowing what it was. Uh, and um, uh, I, I just want to make short mention of it. But uh, have you guys watched J. Edgar? Mm-mm. Directed by Clint Eastwood with Leonardo DiCaprio and no. a ton of other people, it's about the life of J. Edgar Hoover. Um, and uh, it the whole time I was like, "Who's making this movie? Like, this is so it's so crazy and like it jumps around in time and it's got kind of terrible makeup and like all these different sort of things." Um, but uh, it's kind of got me reading about J. Edgar Hoover, who may have been gay and like like all these different sort of weird facets of his life. And it's just kind of messed up. Complicated and legacy, that man. It is. It is, it is absolutely wild. And luckily, uh, his biggest uh, legacy is inventing the vacuum. <laughs> That's As correct, we Sean. all know. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. And dams. Vacuums right. and dams. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just kind of a wild. And if you're into like, it's a very much a biopic. A biopics biopic, mm. which is a, a thing. So if you're into them, you'll be really into this. But it's just like, like the whole time I was like, I didn't know that. And this is weird. And that's why this is this way. Like, it's just like absolutely crazy. Anyway, I actually want to talk more about the thing that has been keeping me up at night, which is uh, Vivarium. Vivarium. Have you mm. guys heard of this? I've movie? heard of it, but I literally don't know anything about it. Uh, it is. So uh, Jesse Eisenberg and. How do you say emogen? 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 Thank you. Um, play this couple who are looking for a house, and they meet this guy who takes them to the suburb, and uh, they can't leave. Uh, they, they try and leave, but they just keep getting lost. And uh, they eat this tasteless food, and all this weird stuff happens, and essentially they have to raise this child together, and then they're promised that they're allowed to leave. And it's like this weird, dark science fiction thing. And uh, as a person who is a parent, it is terrifying. Oh, no. (laughs) Yes, like, it is just absolutely, like, freaky and under your skin. Five years ago, I had to watch this and been like, that was pretty great, and then would have moved on with my life. But, um, yeah, no, it's just, it's just weird. And uh, if you're into weird, scary sci-fi, check it out. You literally just told us how you wanted to make a tasteless lunch before this. (laughs) Have a sandwich. It's true. Wow. It's true. Wow. Yeah. Um, so I watched uh, it's on Netflix it's a, a four part documentary series called Movies That Made Us mm. and where they do like a sort of hour documentary on the making of four classic films 
which are Dirty Dancing, Ghostbusters, Home Alone, and Die Hard. And I've watched all of them but Die Hard so far. And they're so interesting and fun. And just, like, the behind-the-scenes drama of, like, how basically these iconic films, like, were so close to not being made. And uh, and just, like, the unlikely success of all of them uh, is so interesting. It's like finding out that your parents almost, like, didn't meet or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, like, cool. that sort of feeling. Anyway, it was which great. one? Which one is the best? Uh, I really enjoyed, honestly, the Dirty Dancing one because I had just seen it uh, in theater. But also, the Home Alone one was very interesting too. They like they built the set. There's like they did one set of the house where it's flooding. All of the sets are inside a school gymnasium, basically, and they oh, built cool. the the set of the house that's flooding in a pool, a like an empty pool. Just so they could flow water everywhere. It was just like so That's bizarre. That's so cool. And like how they had, they didn't have Daniel Stern as the other wet bandit. They, they didn't cast him until like right before. They had another actor in that role. And I was just like, it'd be a completely different film without him. Yeah, it and really yeah, is. Really yeah. Yeah. I, I think well, if we can take a pause for a moment. We can. Uh, as you know, I've still been watching. Uh, Shit's Creek uh, and whatnot, and uh, I like. I don't know how. Like I don't know. I don't think the world has missed out on Catherine O'Hare. Like like I don't think. Like I don't. I don't think we've missed. But she is probably one of the most talented people I've ever even heard about. I like, agree. She, like like well, she is like a Shakespeare level of what she does in everything. Like, like in this film, everything. they're like we're scared that the audience will be like this parent is evil or like how could they. Like, they're like, how can an actress sell the fact that they legit forgot them? And it, she just does it so easily. And she, like, is improving with John Candy. Like, he was only on set for, like, a day. And, like, all of those, like, their interactions are basically improv. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it was it was just, it was a good glimpse into how good she is. Yeah. Oh. And all, and constantly. It never ends. Yeah, like, I would just... say she's pretty highly rated, but still manages to be underrated. Yeah, no, I, I think that's true. And uh, I don't know, like, awards-wise, I don't know what she's won or anything like, I have no idea. But, um, you know, to think about, like, like just looking at her list of roles and how, like, varied they are and crazy and, like, deep, you know, like, from A Mighty Wind to, I don't know, the, I can't remember the mom's name in Home Alone. But, um, like, she's just, like, there's so much going on. So <laughs> It's much. crazy. Yeah. 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 Um, you guys know, long-time listeners will know, that one of my favorite things is, um, a trashy reality show that brings up a lot of complicated social issues. As it should. (laughs) Love it. I love that. And, um, luckily for me, just such a thing was delivered to me recently by Netflix in the form of a show called Indian Matchmaking. Have you guys heard of it? Oh, no, Sonya, no. Have you guys heard of this? I watched the first episode. Okay, so... I was really interested to watch the show because I think that as Western culture, we have a lot of fundamental misunderstandings of arranged marriage and how it operates in the context of, um, you know, certain cultures, but especially Indian culture. And, you know, we kind of see it as like forced marriage and antiquated and all this stuff. And so I was really excited to see a kind of like contemporary, um, you know, just like light, fluffy look at, at how this works. Um but it's, it's complicated because the show, and lots of people are kind of talking about this online, there's lots of criticism, um, just kind of breezes past a lot of the problematic aspects of, I mean, this is complicated to say because I'm white, I'm from Canada, I don't know very much about India, and so I have some misgivings about, like, commenting on things being problematic within the culture, but, like, there are complicated social issues, like, uh, colorism, casteism, classism, sexism that are very prevalent and that the show kind of deals with in some interesting ways. Like, you know, um, so I really loved it because the matchmaker, Seema, is this like late 50s lady who literally just tells everyone <laughs> what they need to hear all the time. And uh, I don't know, she's just like very matter of fact. She's very much like a mom. Um, 
And she just, like, people will say things to her, and she's just like, nope, that's not important. Like, she just tells them exactly <laughs> where, where to go and what to do. Um, but it's interesting because, like, the in, in their bio or something, they'll mention that they're looking for someone who's, like, fair-skinned. And that's an example of colorism, which is where, like, this is a huge problem in a lot of the world, um, where people who have uh, fairer skin, even if they're a person of color, are... Uh, privileged over people with darker skin like skin lightening is a huge thing in many parts of the world this is a huge issue that we maybe don't talk about as much here um Mm -hmm. but what's and so i think what some people have said is that it's like very worthwhile to start these conversations and to show that this stuff is prevalent but the the kind of problem i have with the show is that they don't really comment on it or give people that context or like dissect it in any way it just kind of they just kind of breeze through it and let it happen um and for me, it's like, you know, if when it, once it goes on Netflix, a lot of the people watching it are not going to have any context for a lot of this stuff. And so I think it's important for, for the show to sort of, like, address that stuff. That's That was kind of my feeling. Um, I don't know. Have you guys heard anything about this show? Or you saw an episode, Sean? I saw an episode, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was like, I, I don't know. I wasn't really drawn to watch the rest. Maybe I would mm-hmm. do more. But, uh, um, it, yeah, yeah, it came up for me. Uh, it de- like I, well, maybe I was on Ellen's profile. I don't know. I'm definitely not watching it. No. <laughs> um, just from like a uh, you know a reality. Uh, I am curious to know: is it like made for like it's in English, obviously, mm-hmm. but is it made for a North American audience or is the? It's unclear. Well, because the Netflix yes. effect. I would say yes too. Yeah, but the Netflix effect is like English. The, the dominance of English is like, you know, like the internet has broken that whole thing. But mm-hmm. um, uh, I think it's interesting with things like Netflix coming up because we are seeing a lot more like varied content from other places. And I kind of want like the Bollywood flood to like come in because yeah. these Bollywood action movies are nuts. And uh, like, I want to see them. Like, I want yeah. they look crazy. I mean, there but, are lots uh, of Bollywood movies on Netflix. There's not enough. They mm-hmm. make they make twenty a day. Yeah, let's true. let's uh-huh. let's do it. Let's do it. You know, let's get let's 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 have an opt in feature. But um, yeah. Anyway, I'm just uh, yeah. It's interesting to it have like, you know, yeah, maybe that sort this of question of, of like who cool. the audience is and like what needs to be depicted and what can yeah. be taken for granted. You know, because they like they like. I think it is for a North American audience because there's a few times where someone will use a slang word. And then mm. it has a little Chiron telling you what that slang word means. So the yeah. assumption is that people don't know. So yeah, really interesting. Mm. But if people want to watch some honestly terrible people go on dates, um, there's one in particular <laughs> named Aparna who is like just oh, a hilariously a, awful a human being. Yeah. Um, anyway, that is all the time we have for this week. Um, we'd like to thank the, uh, we'd like to give a shout out to Saskatoon's The Garys for the use of our theme song, Manituna. I'd like to thank my co-hosts, Sean and Jeremy, everyone at CJTR, and to you, our beloved listeners, for lending us your ears. The show is broadcast Wednesdays at 6 p.m., rebroadcast Thursdays at noon, and is available as a podcast on CJTR's website and anywhere else you get your podcast. Stay safe and have a great week. Bye. Bye. Bye.